This call is being recorded. Hey, this is Fogiano with the Tech After Five podcast. And as always, I've got my pal, Scott Pfeiffer with me. Hey, Scott. Hey, Phil. How you doing? So Scott and I have with us Chris Merritt. And Chris has got lots of cool stuff going on. We're going to, we're leading into this thing. We're going to talk about an upcoming conference that they've got going on, that they're doing stuff all the time. Chris Merritt is one of the managing partners of Atlas Local which is a co-working space and an extraordinary co-working space in the upstate of South Carolina. Chris Merritt, work. welcome to the podcast. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me. Excited to be here. Well, we're excited to have you, man. Hey, hey Chris, again, you know, people probably don't know a lot about you, so give us that pitch. You know, we're trapped. I would say we're trapped in an elevator, but maybe we're all trapped in one of your phone booths over at the Atlas That's Local. Right. And I said, well, uh, Chris, tell us uh, tell us who you are beyond just being the guy that runs Atlas Local. Tell us about it. Yeah, um, I am currently trapped in one of these phone booths, and it's great. You should come over and try it out one day. I'm I'm excited about these. Uh, yeah, so myself, I do project management for the internet. Uh, I work for a group called Faculty Faculty dot com, and we build fun things for the internet. Um, we mostly want to do really good work for really good clients and uh, build things that we believe in and try to keep garbage off the internet. On additional to that, I'm one of the owners of Atlas Local, me and Matt Cook. Um, and Atlas Local is one of the oldest and longest standing co-working spaces in the U.S. So we've been around since 2007, which makes us real OG. Um I like to tell people we did not start this because we're geniuses and we had this vision or anything like that. Uh, it was just a handful of folks trying to solve a problem of trying to find a place to meet that uh, wasn't a coffee shop or wasn't their house and to be surrounded with like-minded folks and to share sort of the cost and burden of having an office. And then, you know, 13, 12, 13 years later, like here we are, there's 90 or so of us that work out of our space here and yeah, it's a little crazy. You guys are over on the, in the West End on Pendleton Street, isn't that right? Correct. We are in the ground floor of the Brandon Mill, which is a really fun uh, collaboration for us. We spent quite a while trying to buy and build our own space because we wanted something similar to what we have now. Um, so for those of you who've never been here, one, you should. And two, um, our space, our designated office that's our home specifically is about 5,500 square feet. Um, but the fun part about being here in the mill is that we have access to everything a residential tenant would. So that means the gym, the game room, the theater room. Um, there's a steam room or a sauna. I'm not sure what the difference of those two are, and I've never gotten in it. But people tell me it's quite fabulous. Um, so it's quite fun. It gives us a larger footprint than just our office. So when we want to break out and go do a thing, we can. Uh, and then additionally, we get all those fun amenities of the folks around us. Do you have a wide mix of people uh, working out of that space, or do you limit it in some way to a certain? Our only limiter is that we don't want to be surrounded with bad people. Um, so... We, yeah, we don't have any industry specification or emphasis or anything like that. Um, again, primarily because when we started this, it was kind of the wild west of co-working. Um, point of reference, co-working wasn't even a word recognized by Webster at the time. So 
pretty impressive that our legal name is actually Cowork. Uh. Um, it's a beautiful spot. And I love the fact that you guys say, look, we want to be surrounded by good people. But, you know, I've been in a bunch of co-working spaces all over. That's just an extraordinary location you guys have. Thanks, man. We we really like it. It was it was really important to us to have a space that we enjoyed coming to. Uh, you know, in today's day and age with the internet, like I can work anywhere. I do quite a bit of work at home, you know, especially in the afternoons when my kids are off school or, you know, at my favorite coffee shop or something like that. Um, but when I'm here and I'm here with all these amazing people that inspire me, we really wanted the space to kind of do the same, to be a place that you enjoyed going to. So, you know, we've got 16 foot ceilings, massive windows, uh, we try to build as few physical walls as possible. We want it to be a big, open, airy space. And then when you need a private moment to yourself, like right now for this cool podcast, go hide in one of our little meeting phone booths. What do you guys do there to build a sense of community? Yeah, um, you know, most of the things that we do aren't unheard of. Um, you know, I feel like co-working is an interesting spot in that uh, I joke about this a lot and sometimes, uh, people think it's funny, but, um, uh, I joke that anyone that wants to be an entrepreneur and has $5,000 either opens a coworking space or a CrossFit gym. Cause it seems like they're on every corner nowadays, but, um, you know, what we're doing isn't super special in that, you know, we do a monthly meetup that we call zero day where our members get up and can pitch or present or talk about any topic that they want. Um, a lot of folks do those types of things like creative mornings and those types of things. Uh, we do a monthly lunch together internally here that's to welcome new folks or in the rare case that we're losing someone, tell them goodbye. Um, and then we try our best to do sort of like family community events as possible. So again, with our access to the space here as a whole, we have access to the pool and the outdoor grilling area. So if it ever stops raining here in Greenville, South Carolina, you know, we'll grill up some steaks and let the kids swim around in the pool, that kind of thing. So we, um, again, since we didn't start as a business and we started as a community, uh, we try our best to balance being a business and being a community when possible, we will err on the side of doing what makes sense for the community and not necessarily the business. So Matt and I, who own and operate Atlas Local, both have day jobs. Um, and we say that not to make ourselves martyrs or anything like that, but to emphasize to folks that, um, one, this is a community. We're all on this trail together. Um, but also, it, that gives us the freedom to do things that maybe we like uh, couldn't otherwise if we were financially dependent on this place for an income or something like that. Cool. I'm, uh, I'm interested in the zero day, uh, that y'all do. What, what types of things do people talk about or pitch at your zero day meetings? Yeah. So we don't, again, kind of our concept of Atlo as a whole, we don't really have any specific topics or ideas. It originated from the, the moments where we were growing as a community and we went from like 12 to 20 members in a month or two. And it was like, whoa, well, Scott's new over here. And I've kind of met Phil, but like, I don't really know what these folks do. Um, what if we all got together and sort of did a, an intro day or a, tell me about yourself day, something like that. Um, and so then we kind of had the idea of this zero day 
uh, zero day in the tech world is not necessarily the best analogy. Uh, zero day in the tech world is when um, things can be quite bad and grim. But for the outdoor world, the hiking world specifically, if you're on a really long hike, you take a break in the middle uh, called a zero day where you log zero miles. You don't go anywhere. Maybe you go into town to get a burger or shower, rack up supplies, or maybe you just like fish and take it easy. So for us, the idea was let's do that as a community. Let's let's take it easy. Let's all gather around. Let's order in some breakfast. Um, and the limiters that we put on it were just that you sign up for a 10 or a 20 minute time slot. And then we hit go on the timer. And when the buzzer's over, you're done. And no one's going to physically drag you off stage, but you will kind of start to get booed and ignored um, after if you kind of keep dragging on. And the point there is that we want to start conversations. We're not trying to solve, you know, the world economic crisis or talk about every detail of the new Ruby on Rails hot tool or whatever that's out. Uh, it's mostly to get a good cross section of what folks are interested in. And that can be professionally. Uh, it can be a hobby. It could be uh, a cool idea you have. Um, our friend Justin here read a kid's book to the room the other day that he thought through reading to his kids was applicable to us as a community. So like anything goes, uh, the beauty of that also is that it's 10 minutes, right? Like if, if Phil gets up and wants to talk about, um, cigars, oh, that's super cool. I, I'm interested in cigars. I want to hear about that. If Catherine over here doesn't find that interesting, like it's 10 minutes, you'll be fine. Like, you know, sip your coffee, smile and nod. Phil's a good guy. And then at the end of it, you know, maybe you've, you've met a new friend or maybe you just at least know something more about that human you're going to see in the hallway when you're going to get coffee. Yeah. And right. And if it's bad, it's over in 10 minutes, right? Exactly. It can only be so bad. <laughs> That's right. Um, so this thing that you've got, and by the way, I am so glad you explained that because I've always wondered why you called those zero-day talks the thing that's so terrible about zero-day exploits, right? I mean, I, I was right there in the nerd world. And I thought, yeah. I know, there must be some relationship. And I've never asked Chris what that was, but now I know. It's funny. Uh, my boss uh, at faculty, whose name is also Chris, and he also runs a co-working space, and he also is in the conference world, which is a little weird and eerie, um, but he's quite more technical than I am. His background is as is being a, a developer. So he's like, why, why the hell would you name it that? And I'm just like, um, cause of backpacking, you know? And he's like, Oh, that makes way more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm completely with you. That makes way more sense. I feel so much better. Now. It's, it's reduced <laughs> all the tension of zero day right now. Well, like, there you go, man. A, there will be no security it. vulnerabilities at all during zero day. So Zero Day led you to Grok is the way I understand it, right? I mean, doing these presentations internally kind of led you to do something outside. If I've got it wrong, you can tell me I'm wrong. But uh, tell me, how, no. to, how do we get to Grok? Well, you're, you're 100% right. Um, yeah, so Grok is just a big Zero Day. So again, we like to solve problems that we are ourselves experiencing. Um so as, as Atlo, then Cowork, um, Greenville, which is still our legal name, um, when we were growing, it just got to where even zero day was big, right? Like we can only fit so many physical people in our space. Uh, and we had lots of visitors and outsiders wanting to attend. And it's like, oh, man, 
organizing an event essentially is what you're doing now on a monthly recurring thing, uh, which you two will understand is no small task at times, specifically when you get humans and food and logistics and speakers and you're, uh, so we were just like, man, what if we, what if we made this big and bad and awesome once a year and just kind of threw a party, like tell, tell everyone to come and we'll kind of see what happens. The, the first year that we made it public, we just invited a handful of folks from the web that we knew to sort of test the concept of whether or not this would be a thing. And everyone took up our offer and was like, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll be there. You tell us when to be there. Should I bring beer? Like, what do, what do I do? And so we kind of realized we had an idea on our hand that people were probably interested in. We did that and everyone went home and kind of wrote about it. This is when people blogged. Not People don't blog anymore because they can just tweet and scratch that itch but um pe- people should blog by the way that's just a side rant that's for free but um <laughs> yeah. my, myself included i have like so many drafted things i would like to blog and they just never make it to the internet because i'm lazy but uh yeah so that next year or folks kind of left and wrote about it independently and spread the word and the next year we're like well, we're gonna do this we're gonna see if we can sell 100 tickets uh and we sold out like i want to say within a couple of hours which kind of blew us away. We were honored. And I also was just like, well, this is a great problem to have, but like I've roughly ran zero conferences before this. And it's always been like the thing we did in the living room of our office. So um, yeah, kind of just grew from there over the years. It's, it's gotten big, it's gotten small. It's kind of ebbed and flows. It kind of depends on how the industry and the timing goes. Um, But yeah, it's basically a really big zero day. Uh, we do bring some outside speakers in, which are super fun to sort of like set the tone. Um, Grok is a tiny bit different in that we do a little bit try to be topical, not necessarily in the we're going to talk about this detail, but maybe like this overarching theme or discuss this concept or something like that. So I noticed that you were using that same 10 minute slash 20 minute format in Grok that you described uh, for your zero day. Um, during those 10 slash 20 sessions, will there be several different presentations going on in different rooms or will there be one presentation happening that everybody attends? Great question. So, yeah, so we we're going to have a couple of keynotes. Uh, if you look at the schedule on the website, we'll have a keynote who will talk about a thing um, and then we will dismiss into those breakout sessions. We will split people up into groups of about 30 so that one, everyone's got time to talk. And also, um, we've found that people tend to be a little more open and less shy and anxious about speaking in groups of that size. Each one of those breakout sessions will be kicked off by a volunteer who will um, kind of reiterate the things we are talking about now, what these 10s and 20s are. They also will be the person with a stopwatch who's like, all right, well, that's my talk. Yay. Uh, Phil, you want to go next? Like that kind of thing. Um, and the beauty of that is the first couple tend to either the pe- first couple of folks that will speak usually tend to be veterans who've attended before or locals here from our community. But once that ice is broken, people are like, oh, man, you know, I've been I've been dying to talk to someone about this thing. And then it's like, oh, man, you just found out that two people in this room are like rather smart or rather educated about that thing. So like you've made some connections, you've learned some things and now you get to spend the rest of the weekend with them. So like, it's pretty fun to watch it unfold. 
Uh, there are a lot of anxious people the moment we dismiss. There's a lot of fills who are like, oh, man, I'm not really sure. It's a zero day in these talks. <laughs> yeah. So talk a little bit. I mean, we're get us to 2019. You got the, you got an event coming up here uh, in a few weeks. What's um, you know, who's going to be talking? I mean, what's the tone of this thing about, do you think? Yeah, so this year uh, is April 4th, 5th, and 6th, so it's in slightly less than a month, which is terrifying when I say it that way, especially out loud. But um, yeah, so the emphasis for this year is the idea of just doing good work kind of for the sake of good work, um, which we've kind of coined as make good internet. You know, the internet's this amazing tool, um, but it's also the Wild West in that we, we self-regulate a lot. Um we, the folks who build things for the internet, are the experts, and we should be trying to lead that and do good things. And we'll discuss what that means a little bit more in depth. But the folks we have speaking are folks that we either have close relationships with or people that we really admire. So uh, like Marco Suarez, we all know Marco. He's a local. He's a great dude. Uh, he's a friend of mine. He owns Methodical Coffee. And he is a design systems expert. So he's going to talk a little bit about, um, I don't want to, I don't want to put too many words in Marco's mouth because I know he's, he's still thinking a little bit about exactly what he will emphasize and speak about. But the idea of like tracking down this passion, um, building a small business while also doing another thing you care about, which is, you know, the design work that he does. So I'm excited about that as someone who does multiple things for a living, during the day. Um, maybe I'll learn something from him. That'll be awesome. Uh, Dwayne King, who lives out in Portland, Oregon. He's a friend of mine. He's part of my backpacking group. Um, so he, he quite appreciates the zero days, but Dwayne's going to come and talk about space, space as a whole, like outer space. And then also sort of like the space between people and how we design that plan that, etc. Um, I've seen Dwayne's presentation and it's, it's quite beautiful and quite impressive. Uh, Dwayne, when I hear the word space, I think of Dwayne. <laughs> Dwayne does a bunch of work um, specifically around outer space as a designer when possible, which is quite cool. A strange niche, but quite awesome. Uh, and then Stacy Mulcahy will be coming and speaking. Stacy is in more of the physical maker space. So like raspberry pies, Arduinos, that types of thing. Um, and we are, yeah, I'm really excited about that. She is a friend of a friend that Matt Cook knows. And we, we asked her if she would come and speak and she graciously accepted. So we're, um, all of them are amazing humans and are going to be talking about some really fun, challenging stuff, but we'll be, kind of setting the tone and challenging all of us to think think with a little more intentionality about whatever thing it is that we do. Um, so, yeah. And so each one of those speakers will kick off our breakout sessions too. So then you'll be challenged to go meet your new best friends and discuss. Yeah. I, you know, you know, you set the tone of this thing as, you know, make good internet, right? And I love that because I think that's one of the things, you know, we talk about in, you know, inside of our Tech After Five community. I mean, I think IT people want to be useful, right? They want to do good work. And I just thought as a theme, this really makes a whole lot of sense. You know, we're, uh, we're not just showing up. We're not just trudging through. It's like, let's do, let's 
make what we do work really well. Let's make this fun for us and make it fun for the people we're working for. And yeah. I just love the idea of that. I'm glad to hear that. Um, it's the first time we've ever on the first try came up with an idea and been like, yeah, I think that's a good one. We were, <laughs> we were sitting around trying to figure out like what we, how we wanted to position and market and things. And Justin Hall, um, one of our, uh, good friends here at Atlo. He's a creative director for Pathrite, but he helps us quite a bit with Grok from the design and branding aspect. And he right. he walked into the meeting and was like, I got this pitch. And it was the make good internet pitch. And I was just like, all right, ship it. He was like, uh, that's not how these meetings work. And I'm like, nah, man, you, you killed it. Like, just do it. <laughs> yeah. If it <sighs> like, works, let's just go ahead and make it, make it do its thing. Right. Yeah. I'm like, I, I don't have any pushback. Awesome. So listen, the event coming up, I mean, obviously there's lots of ways to connect with uh, Chris and with Atlas Local. I mean, if you're looking for a spot, you guys got places over there from time to time. People can always check that out. The upcoming event is uh, Greenville Grok. It's April 4th through 6th. Um, as I recall, it's not an expensive thing, right? What is that going to cost to someone? No, um, tickets are $199, so rather affordable. Um, and that will be... Um, if ticket price is a problem for anyone, reach out, let us know. Um, we're happy to get creative for teams or folks who maybe would like to exchange some volunteer hours, um, for, for a ticket or something like that. Uh, we want to do as much as possible to make this approachable. We don't do this for the making of money. Uh, we do it because again, we, we care about what we're doing and we care about this community. Yeah, I I think it's a great event. It's super fun, and it it just has that has a real egalitarian feel, right? Everybody's talking, everybody's learning. It's a real chance to kind of communicate with each other. I think most people talk about how conferences, you know, it's always great to have really cool keynotes, but the real benefit is the standing around in the hallways and talking to people. You really put the amp on that at this event, which is it gives a chance for everybody to go after this for 10 or 20 minutes and figure out what those conversations ought to be about and, and kind of shape the room. So I'm always amazed at the folks that show up in the space and the conversations that show up out of it. I think that's great fun. So thanks for doing it. Chris, thank you for helping uh, me and Scott bring us out to the Tech After Five community and telling people about Greenville Bronx. Awesome. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, yeah. Chris. And that's a wrap. Cool, Good cool. Work. Oh, thanks, guys. It's fun. Yeah. Well, yes, it, this is fun, and you're you're doing good work, and I think this is going to be a cool thing for people to hear about. Yeah, man. It'll be it'll be a lot of fun. I'm I'm uh, disproportionately excited about this year for a lot of different reasons, but um, mostly the overarching emphasis that we're trying to go with. Like we've got. Uh, I'm excited when I when I see the folks buying tickets. Not that not that we um, judge or prioritize humans or any by any mean, but it's like, oh man, I'm so excited that she's coming. Like I know that last time she talked about that or he presented this, and it's like, man, those are gonna be great conversations with great people. Um, now I'm just hoping for good weather. Yeah. <laughs> um, same places last year. Yep, we'll be back at the Clemson One space. Um, yeah. And knock on wood, I'm rather sure we're going to do the entire event in that space. We we're, we were contemplating doing the like Friday night after our party thing at a different location. Um, 
because of some logistical things. But I think we've we've overcome those and we'll just stay in the same spot. It's easier for everyone. It's hard to forget the only address you have to remember. The elevators don't want you to get in the building, but once you got past that, yeah, we're yeah, that's the only that's the only downside about that space is getting into the building, and that's we're that's part of what we're working on at the moment. Um, I think we're going to spend a little extra money and get a second security guard for the event, and so there will be someone. Um, kind of hold your hand every step of the way and make sure that that goes smoothly. So shouldn't be a problem. Worst case scenario, we'll have, you know, volunteers to help shuttle you and direct you around, but we've dealt with that problem before. So we know we can solve it. Yeah, absolutely. Super. All right. I'm going to come out and uh, visit you sometime. I want to come back out to see that space again. Do it, man. Thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. All right. Thanks, Chris. Thanks dudes. See y'all soon. There you have it, the Tech After Five podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm going to tell you, I really like what those guys are doing over at Atlas Local, and they know about building community. I think that'd be well worth you checking out. And, of course, the Grok Conference, depending on when you listen to this, is coming up, and it might be a chance for you to go and uh, hang out with those guys with that as well. We'll include links inside the show notes. Uh, as far as us, I hope that you will uh, come and join us at a upcoming Tech After 5 event. Just go to techafter5.com and uh, find out what our upcoming dates are for you. We'd love to see you there. Thanks again. Uh, from Phil Yanov and Scott Pfeiffer, this is the Tech After 5 podcast.